to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. my new Tesla. She's a beauty, real beauty. Best looking electric car out there. I mean, honestly, <laughs> that Elon Musk, he is, he's remarkable, really a remarkable, remarkable guy. I mean, let's, uh, let's save the planet, right? <laughs> let's save the planet. Well, are you guys, are you guys seeing this? Did you guys see what just happened? Elon Musk just successfully relanded a rocket. This is, this is historic. This is unbelievable. This is, inc this is incredible. This guy's like a, he's like a real life Iron Man. Yeah, Vladimir Putin is evil. He is an evil person. But did you see what Elon Musk did? Yeah, he helped send Starlink satellites over Ukraine so that the people in Ukraine could get internet. I just... He's just such a good guy. It's just, I, I don't think we need to talk about Elon Musk, really. I mean, there's, there's other topics of conversation we can have. <laughs> I mean, the guy is advocating for free speech. Free speech! That is going to ruin our democracy. Ruin it! I hate Elon Musk. I hate him. I mean, there's, there's normal hate. And then there's, there's Elon Musk hate. I just, I just think that there's other topics of conversation we can have. Okay. Just. <laughs> Conservative mama, check her out. What a great video.
And definitely want to thank our producer for bringing that to my attention this morning. That's, a, that's perfect. That's a perfect example right there of what the left does. That's a perfect example. These people are crazy and they melt down at stuff like free speech. But yet they'll be, if the, le- if the left or Joe Biden or anybody that runs the left tells them what to think, well, then they'll think it. They cannot have an original thought on their own. And that lady highlighted it. Check her out. She's the conservative mama. That was on YouTube. She is on Facebook as well. Uh, what a great video. And, and so true. And so true. And you know what you do? When you are with somebody in your workplace or in your family who is saying anything on the line, because this, this is the talk of the town right now, right? Play that video for them. Play that video for them. Because I would, I'd be willing to bet that, uh, that they said the same things prior to Elon Musk wanting free speech. Um, I do want to, uh, let everybody know this morning, um, that we, our partnership with the brave American has finally officially started today. Okay. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but for right now, I just want to say thank you because you are locked and loaded right here on live from America. And I am your ever so humble, God fearing and God loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you live from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire, and it's a blessing to be here with you guys every single day. Thank you for allowing me to do this job. Thank you for trusting me with the truth. Thank you for trusting me with the gospel, the word. Thank you for trusting me to bring you daily news, social and po- uh, political every single day, and, and, and uh, it takes a lot. It really takes a lot to trust somebody like that. I mean, I, there is really nobody in news that I actually trust like you guys trust me. So it's, it's really an honor. And, and when I say that, I'm, I never say it lightly. It's always uh, meant to be uh, taken exactly how I say it. I am so ever, ever so grateful for this. So is my family, my wife, my kids. And we just want to thank you guys daily. And I hope that doesn't become too redundant. Now, getting back to the Brave American. If you guys don't know who the Brave American is, you can go to braveamerican.com. They're basically... Um, home decor, American-made home decor, flag crosses for outside on your door, flag mailboxes, uh, flag-inspired um, uh, keychains and, 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 and mail compartment boxes for the inside of your house. So much stuff. They do metalworks. They do woodworks. The great thing about them is, is every single person that makes these is a veteran. Every single person in their warehouse that makes this handcrafted, beautiful uh, uh, wood, uh, wooden and, and, and metal art for your home, they're all veterans. So every time you buy something from Brave American, it literally not only goes to help fund uh, a veteran's uh, job, but also goes to help veteran organizations as well. So when you go over there and you use the promo code LFA, ladies and gentlemen, that also gives a kickback to the show. So you're not only helping live from America, you're getting something just like with the MyPillow promo code. You're helping veterans and you're helping this company. So I'd like to take this opportunity to play a quick video from the Brave American founders, these two great gentlemen, and uh, always having fun with what they do. Check this out. Yeah, we like to hire veterans here in the USA. Good. 
Good, good group of gentlemen. Um, Mitch was the guy that was on the left there. The guy without the guitar. He's the one that I talked to mostly. But again, helping people who help support help support the people who help pave our way. So I do want to uh, just take this because this is the brand new introduction. I'm sorry I'm taking the beginning of the show to do it. We will get to the Lord, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me. But I do want to take the beginning of the show to introduce to you guys who our new partner is. You guys gave me the go ahead that we could partner with them, so we we went ahead and did that. This is their website right here. Let's get that on the screen if we can. There it is. Free shipping on orders over $100. Remember that. If you sign up for their, uh, if you subscribe to the newsletter, you get 15% off your purchase no matter what. Handmade by veterans. And I just want to show you some of the stuff they make here. Wooden cross right here. I have two of these, thanks to you guys. They have wooden American flags that go from $99 all the way up to $500 and something dollars. They have your address, uh, wooden address sign here. Patriotic tree signs. They have metalworks and so much more. And as you can see, uh, partnering with Jeremy Harrell from Live from America. Check out his amazing things he is doing. And they've got promo codes to send people over as well. Tommy Lawrence or Laren supports them as well. She's done some stuff with them. But really, ladies and gentlemen, what it's about is funding, helping fund the, uh, the veterans, helping fund their jobs. I mean, you can see them hard at work right here in these pictures. So just go over to Brave American anytime if you're looking for presents for uh, family members or if you're looking to uh, deck out your home with some American cool stuff, uh, make sure. Let's just check out some of their metal decor here. This is some cool Christian metal decor they have. Check this out. Look at this, this beautiful Jesus face in the cross, faith over fear. He is risen. Of course, the, um, the, the, the birth of Jesus there, amazing grace. I mean, they just do so much stuff, you guys. Definitely give them a check out and use the promo code at checkout LFA. Again, it helps us here and it helps them. And it's just one big happy family of people supporting each other. And they are also on the uh, the the um, America Strong Business page on uh, JeremyHarrell.com as well. So again, folks, if you've forgotten about the America Strong Business page, it's all of you. It's all of us. It's all of our small, small businesses. Let's help each other out. Let's get rid of Amazon if we can. Let's not shop with these big box stores when we don't have to. And let's help each other out. It's the greatest way to really get to where we're trying to go. And that is to eradicate the Democratic Party and the left forever. Let's give some shout outs here if you can. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I got to let me show you real quick. I got a nice big old cut right here on my face. Yep, that's right. Jackson, our new puppy, decided he was going to use my face as a chew toy last night. Drew a little bit of blood, but I'm okay. I'm here. and I'm ready to go. Let's give some shout outs if we can. We've got Becky Rowe in the building. How are you, Becky? Lenny, good to see you, Lenny. Thank you for joining in today. Uh, Terry Lynn, how are you? Love you. Thank you for joining in. I appreciate that. Shan5324 says, I have ordered from Brave American a few times. Well, now you got a promo code to help out the show, so I really appreciate that, you guys. Um, Cynthia, I filed my taxes last night, and it's the first time I owe. So there you go, Joe Biden. We did ours last night, too, and I am not happy. 
I am not happy with how much uh, money they're taking that you guys donated to help this company because it's a company. The government wants it so they can send it over to China to find out why frogs mate or some weird thing like that. Darlene, good to see you. Thank you very much. Cynthia, hello. Good morning, um, Kelly, and thank you very much for joining in. Alicia Wida is watching. I want to jump over to Facebook real quick. I see Wendy Rogers. I see Robin Garrett. If you guys have not shared, please do so. I appreciate that. And thank you for following the LFA producer on his Facebook page. And now I'm going to jump over to Getter because we've always got a big crowd over there on Getter, which I love very much. Um, Florida is in the house. How you doing? Miguel Ortiz is watching. Thank you very much. The Silver Wolf is in the building. Vicky S., thank you for watching today. I am a patriot. Good morning from Northwest Iowa. How you doing, my friend? Snapdragons is in the building. And one more. Let's give it to Bree K. Have a beautiful day to you as well. Thank you for all the shares. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the morning rumble rants. And we're going to finally... Get started here on Live from America. If you did not get a newsletter this morning, there's a reason for that. I did not get one out. Had a pretty busy morning here on uh, here at Live from America, and I do apologize. However, I do have something very beautiful that I would like to read to you from Every Day with Jesus devotional. Now, before I do this, before I read this, I do want to mention something. Do you know that old saying of, oh, just put it out in the universe and it'll happen? Make sure you speak it into existence. Do you guys know where that came from? It's not a karma thing. It's not a, uh, it's not a uh, zodiac sign thing. It's not a, a fortune teller or a witch thing. It actually goes back to God speaking the universe into existence. God did not think the universe into existence. God did not think about making the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars, the people, the, 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 the animals. No, no. God spoke it into existence. God said, let there be light. So remember, ladies and gentlemen, it's always beautiful and it's always good to think your prayers. And guess what? God will hear those prayers. But it's even better to actually say them, to actually have a conversation with the Lord Almighty, to actually be able to speak words into existence it's very powerful and now you know where that comes from mark 4 38 says and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awake him and say unto him master caressed thou not that we perish now, this showed you, I'm gonna, uh, you, you'll really get the gist of it in what I'm about to read you, but this showed you that even at this point, the disciples doubted the power of the Son of Man. Here we go. This is not just a question, question on the disciples' part. It was a criticism and a complaint. These disciples were fighting for their lives, and Jesus wasn't doing a thing. It's not like he didn't know what was happening. This was a small open boat that was full of water, Jesus had to be aware of the situation, yet he was doing nothing. They wanted him to do something, bail, water, row, something, anything, except for sleep. We too sometimes think the Lord isn't doing his part. We're fighting to survive, yet seems like our prayers are unanswered. Where is Jesus? I thought he was never going to leave me or forsake me. Doesn't he care? The answer is always yes. Jesus has already done his part for you. And he had given the disciples everything they needed to conquer their situation. 
He had just taught 10 parables on how the word works when we believe. Then he told them, let us pass over unto the other side. This storm was like their pop quiz on what he had just taught them. He said they were going over, not under. Would they believe his word or be overcome by the circumstances? Jesus did his part when he gave them the word that would take them over to the other side. Their part was to believe that the word and in faith command the storm to stop or the boat to stay afloat. Instead, they panicked and they blamed Jesus. Today, Jesus has already done his part for you. He paid the price for your sin. He forgave you and he gave you his spirit and his word to walk on. Now, you must believe and put the word to work in your life. It's our turn to believe God's promises and conquer our impossible situations. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you have to speak that power into existence. You can't just think it. It is time to be loud. It is time to be proud, and it is time to stand up for Jesus as he once stood up for you and continues to do so even to this day. Let's remove our hats and let's say the Lord's Prayer together. And let's all lift our voices up and say the Lord's Prayer. Not just think it. Don't be worried about the person next to you at work who might give you this look of like, what are you doing? Don't be worried about that person who might be sitting next to you at the restaurant or at the breakfast table right now or wherever you are, maybe the lunch table. Just say the Lord's Prayer. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Speaking is very powerful. Prayer is very powerful. And that's why God says if you can tame the tongue, you can tame anything. That is how powerful speech is. Amen? Here we go. Let's get to the first and foremost section. But before we do, lift your cups up and let's have our first slurp of the day. And did I just see somebody donate literally 250 bucks? RJ Cat, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to support the show when you can. I know it's not easy. I know it's hard. But we do love you and we do appreciate it and pray for you every time. And everybody else, whether it's a dollar or a thousand, you're all the same and we're all working towards the same goal. Here we go. First and foremost section here on this April 19th year of our Lord 2022. I want to highlight and I want to give due recognition to federal judge Catherine Kimball Mazell. 35 years old, very young, very intelligent, very bright, very courageous and was appointed by President Donald J. Trump. So even out of office, President Donald J. Trump is still racking up wins, and we do have to thank, ultimately, President Donald J. Trump for the mask mandate ending on public transportation yesterday. Because if it was not for him putting federal judges all over, I think he put even more out than Obama, then we would not have a fair justice system 
today. Not that we do still have a fair justice system, but at least we're trying to balance the sides out. So big, big, big shout out to President Donald J. Trump. But let's first talk about the federal judge here who ended the mask mandates on public transportation, Catherine Kimball Mizell. She's one of the youngest federal judges, but she has the common sense and courage that very few judges actually have. She worked for a firm representing President Trump in the election, uh, in the election steal, and was confirmed by the Senate in November of 2020, only days after the steal occurred. She was the youngest of President Trump's nominated judges, And we don't know, or we didn't know at the time, that she was one of the brightest and most courageous judges that was ever appointed. The youngest U.S. district judge nominated by President Donald J. Trump was confirmed by the Senate on that Wednesday, right after the steal, and she serves in the Tampa Division of the U.S. District Court for the Middle District of Florida. So again, greatness coming out of Florida, folks. Greatness coming out of Florida. Um... Mizell had a limited record at the time of her appointment. Her resume isn't what gave the American Bar Association uh, is isn't what gave the American Bar Association pause. It's that she has taken part in only two trials. Each was only one day in state court conducted while she was an intern. So that means that President Donald Trump saw something in her that other people did not see. President Donald Trump knew that she had courage. Look, you are one of those people that either can read people or you can't. And President Donald Trump sees things in people that nobody else sees. Do you all remember that woman that he hired on the spot when he was giving that speech prior to be, uh, I think he had just become president. I think it was in 2017. And I believe he was at an airport hangar or he was doing something somewhere in a big warehouse or big uh, big, uh, uh, work uh, facility. Uh, factory and uh, he she asked him a question and he gave her a job on the spot because he seen something in that woman literally in minutes of talking to her that other people did not see and she ended up going on and working for the Trump uh, administration and uh, I don't know really what happened to her after that but I do know that he ended up giving her a job why because President Trump saw something in her that nobody else saw. Same thing with this, uh, with this judge here from Florida. He must have seen something in her as an intern and then only presiding over two trials that only lasted a day apiece, and boom, she ends COVID, the last little bits of COVID. Now, I'm not talking about the real COVID. I'm talking about the, the, the COVID uh, mandates and, 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 and lockdowns and, and just the, 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 the rules that the left has been imposing on the public to take away their freedoms illegally, not even taking it through uh, the actual process to make it a law, and then getting law enforcement officials and TSA officials and everybody else to lie for them. And this woman comes out and ends it all with the smack of a gavel. And why didn't they fight it, ladies and gentlemen? Because they knew that it would just be even more of a uh, of a blow to the left. They, they knew if, if, if they overturned this or they fought this or the DOJ fought this or Biden fought this in any way, shape or form, it was going to be 10 times worse than imposing it in the very beginning. So well played, well, well played by this young, amazing, courageous, smart judge. She has never tried a criminal or a civil case, even as, as co-counsel since being admitted to the bar eight years ago. According to a September 8th letter, written by Randall D. Noel, chairman of the association's standing committee 
on the federal judiciary to the Senate Judiciary Committee. Thank you for the, it looks like you guys got a $2 train going on in there, and that is wonderful. I want to say thank you all very much for doing that while I'm rambling on about this amazing judge here. Um, We can chew gum and walk at the same time, and we're going to destroy this party and retake our republic, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's happening. We're destroying this two-party good old boy system, and we are replacing both of them with something that works for the republic. That's why I titled that the way I did today. Um, Mazel, who was close to, uh, to Justice Clarence Thomas, which is, hey, good company right there, has expressed admiration for his legal philosophy and in January taught a course at the University of Florida alongside Justice Clarence Thomas. Tobias said the law uh, school faculty um, there had spoken very, very, very highly of her. Now, good news about Justice Clarence Thomas is he is now back on the bench and he is hearing oral arguments today in a case. So, um Guess you missed, uh, missed, that, missed with that one, uh, left, left-wing uh, crybabies. I bet you really wanted them to die, and that's the sick part of these people. That's the sick part of these people is they truly want people to die to get them out of the way. They would love if President Trump died. They would love if somebody like a, uh, somebody like a Marjorie Taylor Greene died. They would love if Madison Cawthorn died. And now I want to take you back to that moment where President Trump found out that Ruth Bader Ginsburg had died. Did he look happy? Did President Trump look at all happy? Did he look excited in any way, shape, or form? Now, I know that you can't do it on camera, but at least you could see his body language. You could see it in his face. You could see it as an expression. You could see it in his eyes. You could hear it in his voice. He was very, very hurt by the fact that somebody had died, even though he knew he was going to get a Supreme Court nominee out of it. So, There's a very big difference between the left and the right. And you know, Trump may not be our savior, but I can guarantee you that Trump is used as an instrument and a tool and a weapon for God to destroy the baby-killing scumbag left-wing and right-wing politicians that have destroyed this country and taken it so far away from what our founding fathers had intended. Now, getting back to this, it appears to be a miracle that this woman was even confirmed to begin with. She, was the, she is the 227th Trump appointee, uh, confirmed to a lifetime appointment to the federal bench. She is also the eighth rated, not qualified by the American Bar Association, to be confirmed during the Trump presidency, according to Bloomberg Law. Now think about that, folks. She had zero resume. She had never presided over a civil or a criminal case. Okay, she um, she was rated eighth, which was not qualified by the American Bar Association, and she became a federal judge. And you want to tell me that God is not using specific people behind the scenes, putting them in specific positions to be able to meet us in the middle where we've been fighting since November 3rd to help carry that torch the rest of the way and give us a break. Come on, you have got to be kidding me if you don't think that that's the truth. It is the truth, folks, and it's what's happening. And we are taking back this republic and our work is going to pay off and the rhinos will leave this party making way for the GNP 
and the Democratic Party as we know it today will be destroyed forever and ever and ever. Kind of like when Christ comes back and pulls our bodies from the ground to meet our bodies from heaven and we join in this beautiful marriage and then eradicate evil and lock Satan down for a thousand years. That's what's about ready to happen on a political scale come this November. Mark my words. And it's all because of the work that we've been doing. So I'm very, very excited about this. I was very excited about what she did. And I'm very happy that Trump's work is continuing to shine through, even though he is fighting from another vantage point. Amen. Let me know in the comment sections if you agree. Put your thumbs up and put some prayer hands up for God that he is fighting for you because you know that you can't beat God. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, I want to move on to the direct uh, companies that this was uh, affecting, and that was the airline industry. I mean, let's face it. Very few people travel by train or bus anymore, uh, but, it, but it's a good win for them too. But the, but the airlines, those were the ones that were struggling. The airlines were, were literally on the brink of bankruptcy. And you know what? I don't, I, I'm not sticking up for them. I think they're all uh, really just terrible, terrible, money-hungry, power-hungry CEOs. However, they have been pushing this illegitimate Biden regime, the old Joey Applesauce. They have been pushing for this to, get, for this to be a thing Quite a while now. They've been saying, look, we need to get rid of masks because it's hurting our bottom margin. It's hurting everything. It's making our workers very uncomfortable. They have to be policed. They don't want to do this. I get it. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. United, Alaska, Delta, American Airlines, uh, they've all dropped mask requirements after the federal judge declared Biden's mandate unlawful. Now, I'm actually going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to give these guys the Smarty Award of the day, not because I think they're great, not because I believe in their philosophy or their policies, but let's go ahead and ring that up. Smarty Award of the day goes to the airline industries and their CEOs because they act, and this is why I'm going to give them the Smarty Award, because of how quickly they acted on it. Do you realize that them acting so quickly on this and removing those, you saw, you saw all those videos, right? We're going to talk about that in a minute anyway. But you saw all those videos, right, where all of those flight attendants were like, we don't have to wear our masks anymore, and one flight attendant's crying, and everybody's so happy, and people are cheering on planes. You've all saw that, right? If it wasn't for the fast action, from these, United, from, these, uh, from these airlines, if it wasn't for their quick and fast action, folks, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that you would have seen somebody try to legally stop this today or tomorrow. Even though it would have hurt them politically, you still would have seen some kind of fight or pushback. But guess what? You're not seeing any. And that was because the airlines acted so quickly. If the airlines had not done that, we may still be in a, in a, in a bind. But because they did that, in order to go back, it's almost impossible at this point. I'm not going to say it is impossible because they'll do anything anytime they need to. But optically and politically, it is almost impossible for them to go back and reinstate mask mandates on public transportation again at this point. Because just like the political ramifications of all of this, it would be a death blow to the airline industry and it would be a death blow to the left. It would be a death blow 100% because it isn't only Republicans that are sick and tired of wearing masks on airplanes so they don't catch the flu. You know what I'm saying? The TSA on Monday afternoon announced it will no longer be enforcing Biden's mask mandate after the federal judge declared it unlawful. Thank you very much, Roxanne, and thank you for everybody that's dumping, uh, jumping in on them donations. 
the great thing about this was, folks, again, was the quickness of the airlines. Had that not happened, who knows where we would be today. So that's why I wanted to give them the Smarty of the Ward of the Day. I don't think they really need any more praise than that. We'll give them praise when praise is due, like we'll do anybody who does the right thing. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you are free to fly. So make sure that your tables are up and your seat is in its up and locked position because you are about ready to fly the friendly skies again. Oh, it is good to see. It really is good to see. I'm very, very happy um, that the airlines decided to say, you know what, we got to do this and we got to do this now. Now, another fight that we have going for us and we need to help her out, folks. If any part of you is a Marjorie Taylor Green fan, well, ladies and gentlemen, we need to help her out today because the left is coming at her and they're coming at her hard. They already tried to stop Madison Cawthorn from being able to hold any elected seat ever again because of his, quote, involvement in the insurrection. And they failed. They tried to make President Trump make it so he could never come back again. And they failed and will continue to fail because they'll not stop. And now they are trying to make it so Marjorie Taylor Greene cannot hold an elected seat uh, again. And the judge actually has ruled to let it move forward. Now... Before we get into the actual article and read the article, I want to do tell you that the primary for Georgia is coming up very soon. What is it, like in another month, month and a half? There is no way that this, this challenge, this court proceeding will be done before that happens. And she has got her district on lockdown. Okay, there's no way she's losing. So I'm very curious to see where this goes. Long story short, because there was no insurrection and because nobody's been charged with insurrection and because President Trump was found not guilty of any insurrection, there's no way that wherever this ends up going in court that they're going to be able to stop her. But let's get into it. A federal judge ruled yesterday that a left-wing group challenge to Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene's candidacy in this year's elections can proceed and move forward, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. So it lets you know where this judge's allegiances are, not to the Constitution. The lawsuit seeking to block Green from seeking re-election claims the lawmaker violated the Constitution's disqualification, uh, disqualification clause by engaging in a supposed insurrection against the U.S. government on January 6, 2021. Judge Amy Totenberg, T-O-T-E-N-B-E-R-G, Amy Totenberg of the U.S. District for the Northern District of Georgia, an appointee of who? Former President Barack Hussein Obama rejected Green's request for a preliminary injunction and temporary restraining order in the case. In a 73-page ruling, the judge ruled that Green had failed to meet the burden of persuasion in her request for a temporary injunction. She wrote that the court focused on whether Green could establish a strong likelihood of prevailing on the merits of her legal claims. This case involves a whirlwind of colliding constitutional interests of public import, the judge wrote. The novelty of the factual and historical posture of this case, especially when assessed in the context of a preliminary injunction motion reviewed on a fast track, has made resolution of the complex legal issues at stake her uh, here particularly demanding. Uh, the lawsuit against Green was filed by supporters of a nonprofit called Free Speech for People. Yeah, these same losers are trying to stop Elon Musk 
from acquiring 100% of Twitter. Why? Why? Because they don't want free speech, but yet their name is free speech for the people. What a bunch of moronic, brainless, spineless losers. Anyway, they filed it on March 24th with Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. Of course, he probably loved that. The challenge alleged that Marjorie Taylor Greene, quote, aided and engaged in an insurrection to obstruct the peaceful transfer of presidential power, disqualifying her from serving as a member of Congress under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment and rendering her ineligible under state and federal law to be a candidate for such office. They will lose. They will lose hardcore. Now, the reason why I wanted to highlight this today, number one, if you love the job that Marjorie Taylor Greene has done for you in Georgia, and if you love the job that she's done for you in Washington, representing your um, desires and your uh, demands for this country, then help her out. If it's financially, help her out financially. If it's just sharing her videos or sharing some page to get awareness, then do that. Because we need to stand behind the people that fight for us, much like you guys do with Mike Lindell. This is just as important. Now, do you want to know who's really happy about this? Do you want to know who's more happy about this than the swamp donkey left? It's the rhinos. It's the Kevin McCowards. It's the Ronna McDaniels. It's the Fred Uptons. It's the Adam Kinzingers. It's the Liz Cheney's, the Mitt Romney's. It's the Lindsey Graham's, the Dan Crenshaw's, the Lisa Murkowski's, the Susan's Collins. I can go on and on and on and on about these losers that we need to rid out of this Republican Party. But let's jump over real quick and let's highlight uh, and go rhino hunting for a minute. So a rhino that we've hunted before who keep, seems to keep getting away somehow. I don't know, but that is Kevin McCoward because he's opened his mouth and said something completely stupid, out of touch and out of sync with the American people once again. And every time he does it, I'm going to bring it to you because I can't stand this guy. I don't think there's any room for him in any party. And I think he just needs to wither away and rot somewhere under a bridge like a troll for what he's done to this country. And that's Kevin McCoward. Okay? Because... A new uh, statement was put out by Kevin McCoward yesterday where he said this. The GOP is not overconfident about the 2022 midterms. That's what he said. Even if you're not overconfident, you are the leader of the minority party. You are supposed to cheerlead. You're supposed to do whatever you can to rally the troops. President Trump did it. President Trump did it at the most hard and difficult times. He did it. You can't do that because you're not a leader. You're a loser. You're either a leader or a loser. This guy's a loser. He's never led in his life, ever. The only, the only uh, leading, the only lead that this guy's ever had is from a pencil. Republicans are not being overconfident in their expectations of taking back the House. GOP minority leader Kevin McCarthy told Fox News on April 17th, rejecting comments made by other Republican leaders in the race, uh, that, that the race could still go uh, in Democrats' favor. Currently, Democrats hold a thin majority in the House. In 2018, the party won control in the lower chamber, but since then, the majority has been decreasing amid dwindling approval ratings for President Joe Biden in addition to rising inflation, gas prices, and many other things. Observers expect Republicans to retake a majority in the House later this year. However, some others have warned the party against becoming overly optimistic about its prospects. Um, Now, another loser, uh, Mitch McChina, he says, how can we screw this up? Well, he's actually got a point there. How can we screw this up? It's actually impossible. Likewise, Jim Jordan said the same thing. How are we supposed to screw this up? We've got it. It's no problem. Let's just keep fighting. Let's keep our nose to the ground. Okay? 
We've got this. You have to have that kind of positivity. You have to have that kind of know-how, and you have to have your finger on the pulse of America and find to know what's going on. However, Kevin McCoward has long maintained a far more optimistic attitude towards his party's prospects, um, saying this, we're going to win the majority, and it's going to be a five-seat majority. A five-seat? I told you last night 35 seats would be disgusting and, and, and embarrassing. 35 seats, to me, would be a loss, and it would be embarrassing. This guy says we might win by five, and he's not even overconfident about that. Look, if for no other reason than to have a leader that really pumps up his base, we've got to get rid of this guy. This guy cannot go on to be Speaker of the House. This guy cannot be in any kind of uh, Republican leadership after these midterms. He's got to go. He's got to go. You don't do that as a leader. You don't, you, don't, you don't be a pessimist as a leader. You don't make people feel like, well, everything we're doing is just going to yield us a little bit. No, you have to know. You have to know and you have to have faith in Almighty God that we're coming for everything and we're going to accept nothing less than everything, period. This guy will never be able to do that. This guy will never be able to do that because he can't get out of his own way because he is a rhino. Come on, man. We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day once again goes to another Republican. Swamp, uh, well, rhino bucket, actually. But you know what? Might as well be a swamp donkey. I wanted to take a minute and take a break for a second because I do see somebody saying something about Lisa Naquin, that we haven't seen Lisa Naquin in a while. Whoa, Donnie, what? Donnie? Donnie said, corrupt hospital won't take payment. Screw them. Hope this will help. And just sent $500. What the heck? Well, thank you, Donnie. I mean, I was hoping it would help you when we helped you out, but apparently the hospital's messing with you, and hey, thank you, my friend. But again, ladies and gentlemen, Lisa Naquin, no, I have not seen her either. And actually, our producer, Elisha, said that uh, today. He said, have you seen uh, Lisa? And I said, no, I haven't. I have not. So uh, I do have her phone number. Maybe I'll give her a holler today. I do got to make some phone calls. Uh, for those who have sent packages, gifts, donations in the last week or so that we've received, uh, I am going to be making some phone calls today. So have your phone on because it might just be the day. All right, let's move on. I got some good news coming out of Wisconsin. And uh, we're also going to get Jonathan Wickman back on the show. He's running for governor in Wisconsin. Um, so we're going to get him back on the show, but this isn't talking about him right now. This is actually some really, really good news. And that is the Wisconsin Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court has tossed out and kicked out the new state election map that was drawn up by their far left governor, Tony Evers. This is great news, folks. Um, Let's get into the story. The Wisconsin Supreme Court tossed out the election map by Democrat Tony Evers. This opens the door to the Republican-crafted plan for the 2022 midterms. The Wisconsin Supreme Court delivered a serious blow to the Democrats after rejecting the left's redistricting map and adopting one drawn up by Republicans for the state's upcoming election. So everybody there in Wisconsin, you've done a heck of a job making sure that you get your message out there, what the people want. The state's highest court made its decision last week after the U.S. Supreme Court in March threw out the voting map for state elective offices, 
drawn up by Wisconsin Democrat Tony Evers. So basically it got kicked back down to the state Supreme Court and they're going to have the final decision on that. We actually covered that, okay? Um, with its 4-3 decision Friday, the state courts issued its ruling so, uh, so late that the state department, uh, the state Democrats will likely not have time to try to fight the implementation of the Republican crafted district plan for the 2022 midterms. And that was actually pretty incredible, the timing of that. Now, Governor Tony Evers complained on Twitter, like he always does, today's redistricting decision by the Supreme Court of Wisconsin is outrageous, he says, at a time when our democracy is under near constant attack. Well, that's, see, before I even continue, the problem here with half these Democrats and even some of the rhinos is they keep referring to this great country that we live in as the democracy, and it's not. It's like saying that we live on Mars when we really live on Earth. It's not the same thing, so stop saying it. How can you attack something that does not exist, moron? Anyway, the judiciary has abandoned our democracy in our most dire hour, cried Governor Tony Evers, the swamp donkey Democrat governor from Wisconsin. This is an unconscionable miscarriage of justice nice to use for you to use that word miscarriage when you don't even care about babies my full statement is here and there's an arrow down to his crybaby full statement long story short we're not gonna read it (laughs) we ain't gonna read it we are just going to do this oh no say it again hey you gotta take you you gotta take these wins folks and you gotta understand Taking back this republic and letting the world know and letting the country even know that it is a republic and then educating them on what a republic is, is what we've been doing since 2016. Yes, we let our foot off the gas because we thought President Trump saved the world. I'll admit, so did I. We should have kept fighting. But one thing that's very, very, very apparent now is the greatest thing that could have ever happened is happening. And maybe this is why God put us in this position. More people are involved in their local and state elections than they've ever been in in my lifetime. And probably way before my lifetime. This is what America needed. A wake-up call. And now we're back, baby. We're here. And there's no stopping us. That's why I'm so optimistic. That's why I'm so full of energy. With the fighting that you guys and we have all done since November 3rd, we're killing it. We're killing it. Big shout out to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Now we just got to get a decertification up there and get rid of Robin Voss. And we're smooth sailing. Anyway, let's move on to some more good news by talking about a person that we can't stand, and that is Pocahontas. Yes, you might know her as Elizabeth Warren, ladies and gentlemen. Some of you might know her as... But she is Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. Now... Pocahontas has never really had any more insight or intelligence than any of your run-of-the-mill politician that's out there. She's not a very bright woman, even though she went to high, uh, you know, big schools based on the fact that she was part Cherokee or something. I don't know. She screwed the system and got an education. Well, she doesn't seem to be very, to be very bright. As a matter of fact, remember her very cringy videos of drinking beer with her husband in her and in, in her kitchen with the uh, blackface cookie jar up on the uh, up on the on the cupboard and she's like mm. it was almost like the, the cringy moment when de blasio ate the fries and the burger she's like would you like to share this beer with me honey sure Squ- wife squanto all right clink let's share this beer and we're wearing jeans 
Mitt Romney approved. Welcome to our house. Isn't it great, honey? Clink, clink. It's so great. I mean, it was just the the cringiest, stupidest thing I'd ever seen. However, however, Elizabeth Warren understands more than Kevin McCarthy about what's going to happen in the midterms. Elizabeth Warren has more insight and has more of, 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 of her finger on the pulse of America than our minority leader, Kevin McCarthy, actually has, folks, because she's frantic right now. Oh, she is panicked right now. She's almost having one of those pink hat meltdowns. And she's warning her fellow Democrats about, his, about what's, ready, uh, what's going to happen in November. And she says they are headed for big losses. I'm surprised she didn't use huge, huge losses. But there she is, everybody. Remember her? Oh, yeah. How could you ever forget? Nails on a chalkboard. An increasing number of Democrats are beginning to worry seriously about what their party is facing in November. Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts is the latest. She recently wrote a piece for the failing New York Times urging members of her party to get moving now or face huge losses. Now, I will say this, folks. Her way of get moving her, when she says we need to get moving or face losses, what she's talking about is cheating for the People Act and other things. That's not why I'm highlighting this. We already know what she wants. We already know the, the ignorance of this woman and her party. That's not why we're highlighting this. Why we're highlighting this is because she's afraid. And the fact that she's afraid lets you know you're doing your job. Elizabeth Warren is predicting big losses in the 2022 midterms uh, if her fellow Democrats don't start delivering on the party's promises. Warren said that in order for Democrats to win their elections, they need to, quote, convince voters that they will create, quote, meaningful change. Now, the meaningful change does not benefit you or your children. That meaningful change is the same kind of hope and change that Obama offered us, and we never got. We got it all right, but we got it in a different way than we thought. So just be careful when you see these words. We're not really caring about her rhetoric. We're, we're highlighting more along the lines of her fear of what's about to happen, which shows us we're doing the right thing. To put it bluntly, she says, if we fail to use the months remaining before the election to deliver on more of our agenda, Democrats are headed toward big losses in the midterms, Warren wrote in an op-ed for the failing New York Times that was published Monday. With November approaching, Warren argued time is running out to finalize a budget deal, address inflation, and tackle corporate taxation, among other issues to show voters that Democrats can get the job done while controlling Congress and the White House. Can I just tell you all something right now? The Democrats can screw a country up in one year, but they cannot fix a country in one year. The only way for them to fix a country in one year is to go back and institute every single one of 100% of Donald Trump's economic, socioeconomic, and uh, foreign policies. If they do not do that, there's no way they could turn this country around. There's no way inflation would go back down. There's no way the gas prices would go back down. There's no way that grocery prices or anything else would go back down to where they were post-Trump or just pre-Biden. There's no way. They can't do it. They don't have the know-how. It is not possible. And if they do have the know-how, then they're just too entirely, uh, entirely too arrogant to do it. So I don't think... The one thing, that the, 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 the glass half full, the silver lining in all of this economic destruction is the fact that the American people that aren't Republican are feeling it just like you are, and they do not want the leadership that's in there. So if anything good comes out of this, it's that we woke the United States up 
to see who the Democratic Party really is today. And they're communists. They're not Democrats. They're communists. Amen? Moving on. We're talk. We're constant. I got to take a drink. I've been talking like a banshee here. Hold on. I told Eli to stop me when I'm talking so much, but he never does. Probably going to have to fire him. Anyway, no, no, just kidding. We're not firing him. I need him now. I depend on him. He's got, he's got job security as long as you guys want him here. Um, here we go. We're constantly talking and asking about where is Hunter? And we never really get an, we never really get an answer where Hunter is, but we are constantly always asking that question. By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Hunter? Where is Hunter? We're all asking that question. Well, ladies and gentlemen, all over social media these last two days, you've seen the Easter Bunny at the White House, at the White House lawn, directing Joe Biden to where he's going to go and what he should say next because the guy's completely lost. I'm not going to show you those tired old videos. You've seen those videos 100 times, if not 200. You already know the Easter Bunny was there. You already know Joe was lost. You already know Jill was literally telling him to sit like a dog and when to wave and when to put his hand down. The guy doesn't know where he is. He's told what to read, when to read, and that's the only thing he knows. They juice him up. They send him out there. He says a few words, and then they direct him to the next place he's supposed to go. However, what I will... What I will highlight is where Hunter was on Easter Sunday, because I think it's very important that you guys know where Hunter was on Easter Sunday. Here he was. Let's go and show this picture of him real quick if we can. This is a picture of Hunter. He was there. He was there right along with his dad. Look how bad he looks. Let me get this cursor quick. Look at his hair. Look how balding he's going around here. Now, just two years ago, he wasn't even near this, ladies and gentlemen. This is what meth does to you. I've seen meth heads. I know what meth heads look like. This is a meth head. This is a guy who's doing crystal meth and either that or smoking at a lot of crack. One of the two. That's right. He was chasing around little kids with his father on Easter at the White House. That's where that loser was. Nobody's really talking about that. Everybody wants to talk about where he is. Well, he showed up at the Easter egg hunt at the White House without his youngest daughter. Hunter Biden showed up at the Easter egg hunt at the White House this weekend. The president's embattled son was spotted smoking crack. I mean, excuse me, during the annual White House Easter egg roll in Washington, D.C. this Monday. The first son was photographed. Actually, he's not the first son. He's the second. The first one's gone. The first son was photographed alongside his wife, Melissa Cohen, 35, and his two-year-old son, Bo, while mingling with other guests in the South Lawn of the White House. It is the first time the younger Biden has been seen in public since the Washington Post authenticated emails from his infamous laptop that were previously dismissed on March 30th. Hunter was seen with his youngest child, From his current wife, Hunter's second youngest boy was not even invited. The family does not even own the little one because the child's mom was a stripper in D.C. who hooked up with Hunter. There were no reports on whether Hunter was using drugs that day, but there were pictures of Biden's Secretary of State Blinken keeping an eye on Hunter. Let's go back to that picture that I showed you real quick. Check this out. Here is crackhead Hunter looking for rocks and looking for Parmesan on the ground. There is Blinken. See that? There is Secretary of State Blinken, keeping an eye on this pedophile and this woman abuser and this drug addict, smackhead. 
Hunter Biden really made the news when his laptop from hell was left at the Delaware computer store a year before the 2020 election. And now, ladies and gentlemen, with his folders of pornography and crack smoking with hookers from all over the world of all ages, he just may be indicted. As a matter of fact, I think that they're going to get rid of the Bidens all at the same time, all together. I just think the days are numbered for the Biden family, and I'm okay with that. If you're okay with that, let me know you're okay with that in the uh, comment section. Now, I'm not okay with whatever plan they have. All I know is what we need to do and what we need to focus on, and that's continuing to fight, continuing to become um, uh, poll watchers or precinct county, whatever it is you can do in your state, whatever you can do in your town, get involved. Now, there are classes. There are online classes people are having on how to get into these positions if you're scared. If you're scared and you don't know what to do, all you have to do is reach out to your local uh, county Republican Party and they can help you, folks. It's not hard. Find out when your local Republican Party is going to meet. Go there or join by Zoom. Most of them can be joined by Zoom. You can ask questions if you're afraid to go and say, hey, I just want to know how I can be involved. What can I do? What do I need to do? And nine times out of ten, somebody will mentor you and, and, and bring you into fold, okay? Matter of fact, we got a county Republican meeting tonight. So, and by the way, folks, I am announcing officially to the state and to the county for, uh, for, for running for my candidacy for New Hampshire rep in, uh, at the end of this month or the beginning of May, okay? So just let you guys know that is happening. I'm starting to work with people right now on a strategy. I do have great people uh, that watch Live from America that are willing to help me with, with, uh, with campaign signs and t-shirts and buttons and all that. We're going to win. We're going to win because I'm going to get out there and I'm going to look people in the eye and shake their hands at their doorstep. Tell them exactly who I am. Tell them exactly what I'm about to do. Ask them what their concerns are. Ask them what they would like me to do. And then we're going to move forward. And you can't beat that. You can't beat good old groundwork. It's something that I did not do when I ran for county commissioner because I really didn't know what the heck I was doing. Now I do. And it's on like Donkey Kong. Okay. All right. Moving on to the last story of the day. I think you're really going to like this one because President Trump is now putting pressure and hitting hard on Mike Mark Burnovich, the attorney general for Arizona. Trump wrote that he had faith in Mark Burnovich to act on the claims of election fraud when many others did not. But now it's time to get his you know what in gear. Former President Trump. We don't like to call him that. President Trump on Monday criticized AG or Arizona AG Mark Burnovich for not acting on the reports of alleged election fraud and irregularities in the Arizona's 2020 presidential election. Trump wrote in a press release that he had faith in Burnovich, who is now running for Senate. Remember, I told you he was going to do that. I told you he had a future and he wanted to have a future in politics and he was running for Senate. That's what's happening. Um, and this is what Trump said. He says, well, he did a report. And he recites so many of the horrible things that happened in that very dark period of American history. But rather than go after the people that committed these election crimes, it looks like he's just going to kick the can down the road and stay in the middle path of non-controversy. Trump's statement appears to lessen the likelihood that he'll endorse Brnovich in the state's GOP Senate primary on August 2nd. Now, here's the thing, folks. President Trump can't say, do this as an attorney general or I'm not going to endorse you. You can't do that. So he has to be very careful about what he's going to say when he says it. And this is basically telling him, look, not only will you not get my uh, endorsement, 
if you don't uh, get your button gear, but you're going to have the full weight and power of the American MAGA, America First agenda on you, and you will be no more. Your days in politics will be cons- uh, comparable to saying... Now, Brnovich is running against four other Republicans. Businessman Jim Lamon, who is spending millions to fund his campaign. Venture capitalist Blake Masters. Michael Mick McGuire and retired Arizona National Guard uh, General um, and Arizona Corporation Commissioner Justin Olson. They are competing for the seat now held by Democrat Senator Mark Kelly, which they definitely need to get rid of out there. The former president, I hate when they say that, and I hate when I read it, said Brnovich wants to be politically correct, but now the attorney general's poll numbers are declining due to the amount of time he took on the report. Now, people are upset with the fact that while he states his problem, he seems to be doing nothing about it. He does not give the answers, Trump said. That's basically saying, hey, you better get with it, bro, or else it's over with for you. And I applaud that. I applaud that, and I love the, the, the pressure he's putting on them. I'll tell you what I'll be mad at. I will be very, very upset if Mark Burnovich uses this as a crutch to propel his Senate, uh, his future in the Senate. Meaning, if you're not doing this for the right reasons, and that is to put the bad people behind bars, and you're only waiting it out so that you can become a hero right before people vote, and that's why you're doing it, hey, I'll be glad you did it, but I'll still think you're a piece of garbage and I'll never have anything to do with you or support you or endorse you ever. So do it for the right reasons or don't do it all. Get on the train or get out of the way because we're coming through. Amen? Now, I want to give you guys some ammo to end the show. We're about right on time. It's 12 p.m. I'm a little bit over. I want to give you some ammo to end this show. And the ammo today is going to come in the way of the, it, the internet never forgetting. And this is what I love about the internet, folks. You want material to throw back in the Democrats' face? All you got to do is watch Live from America and you will get it. This portion of this show is what you can show anybody and everybody about how hypocritical and how stupid and ignorant Democrats really are in this country. Check this out. There are still legitimate concerns over the integrity of our elections and of ensuring the principle of one person, one vote. I agree with tens of millions of Americans who are very worried that when they cast the ballot on an electronic voting machine, that there is no paper trail to record that vote. But constantly shifting vote tallies in Ohio and malfunctioning electronic machines, which may not have paper receipts, have led to additional loss of confidence by the public. This is their only opportunity to have this debate while the country is listening, and it is appropriate to do so. House Manager Castro no longer has to try to imagine it, thanks to the distinguished senator and others. It didn't have to be this way. The Democrats promised unity. They promised to deliver the very COVID relief in the form of $2,000 stimulus checks that President Trump called for. They should have listened to their own words of the past. I leave you with the wise words of Congressman Jerry Nadler. The effect of impeachment is to overturn the popular will of the voters. We must not overturn an election and remove a president from office except to defend our system of government or our constitutional liberties against a dire threat. Well, well. And we must not do so without an overwhelming consensus of the American people. Well, there must well. never be a narrowly voted impeachment or an impeachment supported by one of our major political parties 
and opposed by the other. Do you guys hear that? Do you guys hear all those hypocritical words that are coming out of their hypocritical mouths? I'll keep playing it. But by the way, this is Jerry Nadler before he pooped his pants. Such an impeachment will produce the divisiveness and bitterness in our politics for years to come and will call into question the very legitimacy of our political institutions. The American people have heard the allegations against the president and they overwhelmingly oppose impeaching him. They elected President Clinton. They still support him. We have no right to overturn the considered judgment of the American people. Mr. Speaker, the case against the president has not been made. <coughs> there is far from sufficient evidence to support the allegations. And the allegations, even if proven true, do not rise to the level of impeachable offenses. Mr. Speaker, this is clearly a partisan railroad job. The same people who today tell us we must impeach the president for lying under oath almost to a person voted last year to re-elect the speaker who had just admitted lying to Congress in an official proceeding. The American people are watching and they will not forget. You may have the votes, you may have the muscle, but you do not have the legitimacy of a national consensus or of a constitutional imperative. This partisan coup d'etat will go down in infamy in the history of this nation. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess none of that aged very well at all. Somebody said, is that Chris Christie? It sure looked like him. That's a good one. Um, we will make this a short, by the way. We will make this a clip so you guys can share this, so you, so you don't have to share the entire hour video. But it's very important that we get that message out because everything they said not to do, they turned around and did themselves. That's what Democrats do. They point one finger at you while three are pointing back at them, and they are guilty of everything that they are claiming that you are guilty of. Folks, was that a good show today or what? I felt I feel good. I feel good about today's show. Do you? Do you feel like you learned something today? Do you feel like you're going away with a little bit of positivity, a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of courage? Because that's our goal here on Life from America. Give you truth, give you the gospel, but leave you with smiles and with courage and with some kind of path. I hope we did that today here on Life from America. Remember to go to thebraveamerican.com. Put in that promo code when you do. You'll help veterans. You'll help their business. You'll help our business, and we appreciate it. Same thing with my pillow, folks. Don't go get a new mattress. Get a pillow topper right now. Three-inch pillow topper with the promo code's like 150 bucks. Don't spend a thousand. Spend 150. We all win. Okay. Anyway, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall and keep your shoulders back and keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I will see you all tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern time for more Life from America. Until then, keep your families close, spread the gospel, and keep a smile on your face. See you later, folks. Bye-bye.